What are some things that you need in order to get on those charts? Like what's important in terms of your analytics? How do you get those numbers up higher? So the most important thing is immediate traction when you release your show. So you really want to make sure you're not just launching your show willy-nilly. If you launch with more than one episode, which Brooke and I recommend at least four, pref- mm-hmm. preferably five, which is why it helps so much because within that 24 hours, you have five options for people to help generate that traction. Welcome to Unplugged, the tech podcast for digital entrepreneurs. I am one of your hosts, Brooke, the founder of the Sober Biz Collective. Hey, podcasters. My name's Nate Kelly, best-selling author and founder of Podcast Revolution Studios. If you're looking for tech tools and tips on how to utilize podcasting for your business, you're in the right spot. Let's get unplugged. Brooke, are you a numbers person? Are you looking at downloads and what sort of analytics can provide to your show and how you plan your content? To be completely honest, no. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that. That's how I asked. <laughs> I am a creator and the analytics stuff has been the least thing on my radar and probably would be the most useful thing to either outsource or get into or learn about because I think the reach of your show is just kind of proof of the impact of your message and making sure that people are hearing your message is so important and making sure that the content you're putting out is resonating with people and that you're not wasting your time, especially as a digital entrepreneur. Like this is another full-time business. So you want to make sure your time investment is worth it. And analytics can really help with that. I just am not, I'm not your girl for that. And I'm so absolutely yeah. flipping grateful for you, Nate. <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting now this kind of space that we're in or this timeline that we're able to produce these shows as we're kind of experiencing these things with our own show. So it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is less than a week, six days after we officially launched unplugged. And I am like an analytics freak and sending like, oh, screenshot, we're on this list. And, you know, we've risen 10 spots and, and whatever. I think it, it just motivates me, you know, to be able to reach more people or, you know, make sure Mm -hmm. that we're kind of targeting the right demographic and, I guess to your point, we're we're here to help other digital entrepreneurs utilize podcasting. So you you always do a really great job of kind of injecting that into the conversation and making sure we are giving this information in relation to being a digital entrepreneur and kind of just make sure that we're we're on the right path you know, whatever platform you're using to distribute your show, whether it's Spotify, Buzzsprout, Libsyn, just to mention a few of kind of the most popular ones, I think, you know, each platform has its own way of kind of tracking analytics. You're going to get slightly different information from each of those platforms. But, you know, I think they're, they're equally informational in the in what they provide to you and being able to you know use it to plan your content to kind of pinpoint your 
ideal listener, which um, is important, I think, in you know making sure you're you're getting to the right people and and that you're speaking the right message. So, I think mm-hmm. understanding what the analytics can tell you is important in that kind of community building aspect. It's also when you're looking at monetizing your your podcast and you want to um, reach out to either other podcast shows to get on their show, or if you want to reach out to potential brand partnerships or anything like that, your analytics are going to be very, very useful. Um, when you want potential guests on your show, um, be able to say, Hey, like I'm reaching this demographic of people. I know that's really aligned with who you want to speak to. This is how my show can benefit you. Like having those numbers to back it up just adds to your credibility and it might not be there at first, but if you can start learning how to understand your analytics, which I have yet to do, (laughs) do as I say, not as I do, um, then it's so valuable. I'm just doing this PR course right now. And one of the the big things is measuring your success for each of the events that you put on, for each of the press releases you put out, for each of the news articles that you're written in and blog posts that you've done and have been featured in. Like, How are those actually affecting your business and your bottom line? especially as a digital entrepreneur, to be able to say, hey, I put this podcast episode out. It reached this many women between 35 and 45, really resonated with that message. And I saw an increase in sales in my product that month. So I want to make more content like this that's going to benefit my ideal audience and lead to more sales. And being able to have those projections can be very helpful. Yeah. And honestly, with partnerships or collaborations, they're they're going to want to know the analytics. It's not just kind of something that, oh, you can offer them up. They're going to ask, you know, who's your target audience? How many people are you reaching? So to be able to kind of always have your hand on that and and know where your show stands is kind of necessary, you know, if that's a goal of yours to be able to partner with brands or collaborate with others in the industry. So, you know, as a digital entrepreneur, you're looking at other analytics, you know, you're looking at your sales trends and your uh, engagement trends. And I think this is, you know, just another useful tool to understand who you're reaching. Or not reaching and and like, is, where is your mm. message resonating? You know, there's Great point. your number, we're in the top 2% in Ireland. Uh, why is that? We don't yes, know Yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> We don't know yet. We're digging in a little on so that We got to find yeah. out because maybe, you know, maybe we should be uh, offering more tips about podcasting specifically for people in Ireland, if that's who's, <laughs> yeah. who's showing We're up We're resonating here. for like, a reason. Yeah, they showed up. Yeah. <laughs> I love that point you made about not reaching. So you can see the gaps mm-hmm. also in your audience or the gaps in perhaps your platforms or geographic region. So if you're looking to expand that way, that could potentially create, you know, a pinpoint marketing campaign to, you know, reach more women in their thirties or whatever it may be. But yeah, that's a great point. Who are you not reaching yet? There's traditional media and then there's like digital media. And so traditional media is anything before the internet, basically newspapers, um, news shows, TV, advertising, that kind of stuff. And then digital media is like all post-internet, social media, podcasting, blogging, all that kind of stuff is from digital media. So, but podcasting, it kind of hybrids because it's very similar to radio 
And it's right. it really appeals to a larger demographic of people. The content lives a lot longer and uh, it kind of marries that traditional and digital media together as well. So it's a really amazing resource. And the fact that we're even able to see the analytics and see how they directly affect our website traffic or our social media following or our um, sales in our business, like that we can actually see and track those numbers now is such a blessing and it's so underutilized. And if you can get really savvy in that stuff, like you're going to have such an advantage over your competitors because you'll know exactly um, what's resonating with your audience, what content to put out. You can start really planning your quarters with projection, projections that you can back up because you have the numbers. And uh, podcasting is such a great tool for that. That's so funny. Before podcasting kind of exploded and is everywhere. You know, when I started the Sobriety Diaries, it was kind of a little before that. I mean, it was definitely, you know, increasing in popularity, but like my parents had never heard of podcasting. So I I just would describe it as kind of like a radio show <laughs> just yeah. to, for them to be able to, to relate and understand like what the hell it was. But I, I love how you're you're able to separate those as as traditional media versus digital media. It's like BC uh, back in uh, 1999 BC or BI <laughs> before the internet. You know, <laughs> before digital media, it was a lot of guesswork um, to be able to know if your campaigns were working and everything. Like it, it was a lot harder to pinpoint why you were seeing an increase in sales or what somebody, how somebody found your products or services. And yeah, it's just become so much more easier with digital media. I think, Brooke, you have a unique kind of perspective now, especially with your new position, kind of from a PR or communication standpoint, um, you may be getting into analytics a little more than uh, you're used to, I think. Begrudgingly, now upcoming. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, that it's kind of on a different level too, like for an organization, as opposed to just, you know, a, a solopreneur or, you know, a, a small business or online entrepreneur. So um, we may have to revisit this topic once uh, yeah. you, you get your feet wet a little bit, but I'll be curious to, to understand what analytics will impact you know, the organization the most or what you guys look at as a team in the future? Well, specifically within my position with a nonprofit organization, I'm going to be applying for funding for for marketing, for um, getting our message out there, that kind of stuff. And I am going to be responsible for proving that this media is worth it and it works and we should invest our, our money and our time in this, right? Um, there's going to be a whole board voting on <laughs> the activity I'm choosing to do. So I have to I have to back up my my stuff. Uh, I feel like I've been blessed as a solopreneur for so long. I just kind of get to do things how I like doing them. <laughs> Nobody asked many questions. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody cared. And uh, and now it's it's going to be a challenge. It's definitely stretching me out of my comfort zone. And I always love learning something new, so I'm also excited about it. Hey there, future podcaster. I'm Nate Kelly, your podcasting mentor. And today I am thrilled to introduce you to something that is going to change the game in your podcasting journey. 
Are you ready to turn your passion for podcasting into a thriving reality? Let me introduce you to the Podcast Launch Accelerator. Imagine a six-month mentorship program where you get personalized one-on-one coaching, an action plan tailored to your goals, and a comprehensive podcast growth blueprint. But wait, there's more. We're throwing in exclusive interviews with industry experts, a professional podcast success toolkit, and access to our monetization masterclass. At the end of six months, we guarantee you a spot in the top 10%, appearance on top iTunes or Spotify charts, and a monetized podcast with host Red Ads. But act fast, we have limited spots available and you do not wanna miss this opportunity. Well, let's jump into Tech Talk. We're coming at you with a double dose of tech reviews today. And it's fun too, because we're coming we're coming at you with an audio and video in today's Tech Talk. Brooke, do you want to kick things off? Yeah, absolutely. So right now I'm applying for some grants that are for producing video podcasts. And so I've been looking at a lot of different cameras and options for things that I want to buy uh, for video production. And I already had this lovely Canon RP in my repertoire. (laughs) I used to shoot um, weddings. I do videography for weddings. And for that, I was using a Canon 5D Mark III, which is a full frame DSLR. I did sell that camera when I got out of the wedding industry. And it is a downgrade from that for sure, but it's a lot more practical use for what I'm doing right now. It's also full frame, which means it's not going to crop your lenses. Um, You can change your lenses, Mm. which I absolutely love, I think is necessary (laughs) for video podcasting. And uh, with a full frame camera, you're going to let more light in as well, which helps if you're doing low light situations. So this one's kind of like an entry level full frame mirrorless camera. Um, it does not do 4k, but 1080p I find is what's the difference in DSLR and mirrorless A DSLR camera has the mirror that like flips up and down in it. Oh, I'm talking about. So if you take, when you take off the lens, you'll see a little mirror and it flips. It's like an analog situation. They've been around forever. Um, so there's like SLR and then DSLR is a digital SLR camera. So it's the SLR cameras were all like analog. The digital SLR has like the screens and all that kind of stuff, but still has the mirror. And then mirrorless is all digital. And also I had the Canon 80D as well as my backup camera. And that was, did the same thing that this does, which is one, you have your viewfinder that sticks out so you can, you know, film yourself, especially if you're producing your own podcast. I find that super, super helpful. Um, but also this auto syncs with my phone so I can just directly get all of the images, videos and everything I take from here and put it right into my phone. It does downgrade the quality when I do that. So it's totally fine for social media and stuff because the images people are looking at are so small. It's not really going to matter that much. But for larger projects, things that I'm going to be doing on YouTube, um, like my podcast editing, I do still put it into my computer, edit it, and then I will send it to my phone. But it's a really, really good camera. It's not um, as high end as the ones I would like to purchase, but it's $1,500 Canadian. That's probably about $1,000 American. For a full frame camera is a really, really good deal. It's super user friendly. There's not a ton of like ways you can mess up (laughs) your uh, settings and stuff with this. 
And it's like someone who doesn't know a ton about professional photography could still pick this camera up and use it. So that's really great. So for an entry level kind of higher end camera, I highly, highly recommend the Canon RP. Um, You can also connect external audio. I just tested it out with my Rode mic, with my wireless go-to Rode mics, and it plugs right into the microphone port here and then sits right on the top on the hot shoot hot foot thing here um and then i got wireless audio it sounded amazing yeah so another thing is you can plug this right into the board the road board so i could be syncing my audio and video up right away (laughs) and i don't have to do that in post And because I'm a lazy editor, that is one of my favorite things. (laughs) What about um, battery life or is there like a dummy battery where you can have? Yeah, if you're going to be using this for podcasting, get a dummy battery. The the battery life is about an hour, hour and 15 minutes continuous. And it also shuts off after 30 minutes. I changed the settings on this um, to make it not do that, but it still did shut off. It just wasn't after 30 minutes. It was a little bit longer. So we had to stop and then press the uh, record button again. It wasn't a huge inconvenience, but there's cameras out there that don't um, do that, that allow you just continuously record or stream. And so I am looking into those options right now. The can not the Canon, the Sony Z- uh, ZV-E10 or 10 is one of them that I'd really like to uh, purchase if we do get the grant. And then there's a couple more vlogging and streaming cameras that I want to check out. But I will, maybe we'll make a whole episode on cameras and just try a bunch of them out. Any companies want to send over some free cameras we can try. (laughs) We would love to really dive in and understand your camera and give it an honest review from two experienced video podcasters. And yeah, we, we, we're open to collabs and uh, reviewing your product. I think your cell phone is a great starter camera if yes. you're into uh, wanting to do video podcasting. The only issue with using the cell phone is the storage space, I find. It fills up quite quickly. You're probably not going to be able to record an hour on your phone without it without it filling up. So I'm looking at some options for that. There is a way to connect a Zoom account with my phone and use that as the camera, but I want to play around with it and come up with like a really good option um, for cameras that we can discuss in a later episode. But this is the one I got and I'm loving it. It's doing the job for me right now and it's super affordable. I've even found on Amazon, they've had payment plans uh, for this camera as well, where you can pay it off over five months and it just makes it super accessible. Mm Mm-hmm. So this is kind of an impromptu addition. I'm going to talk about a wireless mic, but I wanted to mention this as well, since you brought up the storage on your iPhone. And to your point, it is an amazing camera. And, you know, we all know how to use, uh, uh, you know, our phone's camera, which is a perk, but the storage can be an issue. But I got this SanDisk external drive and it has the lightning port on one end and you flip it and it's got the USB original, like the USB a, I guess. And it's, it's literally so easy to transfer or store, um, any, I mean, it just plugs right into the bottom of your phone 
you can record while it's in there directly to the drive and it's got like 50 or 75 gigs or something like it's got a lot Damn. of storage to alleviate that problem for um, iPhone storage. They have a USB-C as well for you Android users. Uh, I'll link it. It's called uh, SanDisk iExpand, I think. I'll link it in today's show notes. But just a little impromptu tech talk. It's so helpful. I use it every day. Even if I'm editing something or social media clips in CapCut desktop, throw them in this drive, plug it into my phone, upload to TikTok. I'm going to grab one of those. That is such a great tool. I can't even tell you how many times, even just using your phone as a second camera can be really helpful so you have another shot to go for. What I ended up doing is going live on TikTok and recording at the same time so I could download the TikTok live after. That's and then yeah. do it that way. <laughs> but uh, if I could just do it right into a little USB stick, that's so much better because it's hard to, to like airdrop a huge file to your computer. Yeah, it takes so long uploading to Google Drive, anything that's over like two minutes. And I was yeah. wanting to upload full episodes, which are like over 30 minutes. So it would take literally five hours to upload to my Google Drive, uh, which is initially why I started searching for this. So um, lifesaver for sure. I wanted to talk about this beauty here is the Comica WS50 wireless mic system. And it comes with the receiver as well. So I initially bought this for, produced a show a while back that I was behind the scenes for, but they would do like street interviews, you know, it's how some podcasts or content creators will be in like New York City and like stop people and ask them like the question of the day or whatever. And we needed something that was wireless with great sound and, and mobile and that we could use our iPhones with. So I came across this. It is the best sound quality that you're going to get from a wireless set up. Um, and of course, we'll link everything in today's show notes, but it comes with all the adapters you need. It comes with the wireless receiver. It has six channels. So with the one receiver, you can have up to six mics on, on the same receiver. Wow. It is like almost like a weapon. It's so sturdy and heavy duty. I mean, we dropped it on the sidewalk probably 50 times and, you know, didn't even phase it at all. I think I have the wired interview mic and I have some Comica headphones. So I think it's kind of a lesser known brand, but everything that I have is super high quality and just a workhorse. So if you're looking for something that's maybe a little more budget friendly as far as a, a brand or, um, you know, if you specifically need the handheld wireless, I highly recommend this. I would say like eight and a half out of 10. And like I said, it's been through the ringer and still works beautifully. So that's my uh, recommendation for today's tech talk. Not necessarily for podcasting because you definitely want a wired mic that you can connect to your device. But if you're, you know, on the road or, or doing any field work, the Kamika WS50 can't go wrong. Yeah. Well, I mean, one of the things we're talking about with the Nice Girls 
club podcast is going into locations to record shows, right? And so what a tool to have. Like yeah. it would make it just so Highly easy recommend. to walk into any space. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. I think that sort of style of content would be totally cool for the Nice Girls Club. Kind of that yeah. comedy, that uh, stranger kind of interview, I think would be super funny. Well, one of the reasons I initially got the Rode uh, Go to wireless mic was to do that kind of content. They have a stick that you can kind of clip it into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. And then a cover for it. But I mean, that's like another $60. This one microphone has been the most expensive purchase. <laughs> Because I needed to buy like a $30 cord. <laughs> as much as you and I both love Rode, they are kind of notorious for all of the add-ons, you know, that you need to yeah. utilize all of the aspects of their equipment, which kind of sucks. I th think they need to make it up to us by sending us some free products. Yeah. Reveal, so. Brooke would be so happy to re if you need someone to review your handheld stick, we've got the girl for you. We've got the girls for you. Okay, where do we find analytics for your podcast show? Because like you've been sending me stuff all week about how oh. we're going up the charts and da -da 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 -da. I wouldn't even know <laughs> yeah. where to look for that stuff. I use an amazing platform called Chartable. And well, I actually use two, Chartable and Listen Note. So chartable.com, you can set up a dashboard for yourself, not only that you produce or that you're the host of, but you can't, if you're like following any other shows that are within your own niche, or, you know, if you've got some healthy competition going on with another host and you want to track their show too, you know, it's not going to give you download numbers on a show that's not yours, but it'll show you where they are on the charts and whatnot. But you just add your show through your RSS feed, which you can pull from, from your distribution platform and set up your dashboard for your show. So it'll show you any country, any chart, any industry or niche that you are charting in, and it will email you a daily report. So like yesterday, we bumped down a few spots. So it sent me my team's daily chartable uh, report. So it's just a cool way. And you know, you're not always going to be on the charts or you may not launch your show getting on the charts. Hopefully you will. Um, but I think it's just a good way to kind of track progress mm -hmm. and to, you know, be able to kind of what we talked about earlier, see where you are or not um, maybe making an impact. So that's specifically just for chart spots and chart jumping. Now for listen notes, listennotes.com, and I'll put both of these in the show notes, of course. Um, listen notes is a platform that sort of ranks all active podcasts. So it automatically pulls active podcasts into their library. And based on the audience engagement, based on the popularity, the downloads, it ranks podcasts and it will give them a listen score. Mm. So it kind of takes into account all of that 
engagement, downloads, everything I just mentioned, and it will give you a listen score, a listener score. Now, how they come up with that, it's definitely a listen notes only score, right? but it's kind of industry recognized as well. Like if you say your show's top 2% globally or, you know, in the top 1% of global podcasts, likely that's where that host is getting that number from okay because it's kind of industry recognized as like the standard for podcast popularity and so what are some things that you need in order to get on those charts like what's important in terms of your analytics how do you get those numbers up higher so the most important thing is immediate traction when you release your show so you really want to make sure you're not just launching your show willy-nilly and that you have a solid plan in place. So the what's going to generate those numbers is ratings, which is just if you click on, you know, one, two, three, four, five stars, there's no written part to the ratings or the reviews, which is when you actually give a written review uh, of your thoughts on the show. So those are two different rankings, ratings and reviews. Um, the initial number of downloads within the first 24 hours of an episode. So if you launch with more than one episode, which Brooke and I recommend at least four, pref mm -hmm. preferably five, um, which is why it helps so much because within that 24 hours, you have five options for people to help generate that traction as opposed to just one. So the first 24 hours, the ratings, the reviews, oh, and any uh, sharing of your show or an episode in particular. So that's when people talk about engagement for podcasting, you know, there's not necessarily comments or uh, you, what you think of with traditional engagement. What it does recognize is sharing an episode or sharing a show. So those are kind of the four baseline analytics or what's going to drive your um, charting or your listen score mm -hmm. on listen notes. Yeah. So some of the things we did that helped with those numbers was um, we did start promoting the show before the launch. Nate was really great at that. <laughs> Um, I utilized, I have a email list of, of close to a thousand people and uh, I made sure we sent the show out that way as well with all the different options for listening and kind of picked out a specific, our first um, interview. Um, Nate has an incredible kind of template of things you can send to your friends and family um, <laughs> to help support yeah. your show, which actually might be a cool giveaway. Oh, yeah. Good idea. Yeah, Like an ep episode promotion template, just things yeah. that you can send out to people to promote your show to help generate that buzz and get those initial reviews. Yeah. You want to make it easy for people to be able to execute these things and navigating to leave an Apple review on, on the Apple podcast app is not necessarily the easiest thing, especially you know, my parents are almost 70 people that don't use the app every day. It's not necessarily user friendly. So I created kind of this template of go here, do this, leave this. If you're inclined to help us out, um, which I found to be very helpful. Do you want to know something kind of sneaky I did when I launched my very first podcast? 
I would love to know something sneaky. So I guess it wasn't my first podcast, but it was my first podcast where I cared. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> Big difference. So I would go into Apple stores when I was at the mall. And I would subscribe uh, to my podcast from iPhones at Apple stores and like leave reviews. <laughs> I love that. I'm obsessed with that idea. Thanks so much for hanging out today. Make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube for all of our video content at Unplugged Tech Pod. And join us in our Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash Unplugged Podcast. Also, make sure to throw us a five-star review if you're finding this content valuable for you and your digital business. We accept all forms of reviews, Apple Podcasts, (laughs) Spotify follows, YouTube telling your grandmother about us. And make sure to share the episode with one person in your life who may find it valuable. And we'll see you next time on Unplugged. I think I, yeah, I think it's good enough and we're just going to keep getting better.